Hey, we're back recording live in my husband's basement. Another episode of Straight People, the podcast for straight people by queer people, because straight people don't have what? Enough. They don't have enough. They control all the resources. They run the entire world. Uh, but that doesn't seem to be enough for them. So we made this cute little podcast. So maybe you won't kill us all. And you can enjoy this for 20 minutes instead of ruining the world. Um, our, <laughs> our, our guest this week uh, is the hilarious comedian, uh, Kara Connors. Welcome. Thank you for having you? me. Please tell me I got your name right. I, you did. You did. Your intro was just cracking me up. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's my uh, little ode to the straits. Um, oh well, Kara, welcome. Kara's going to be in Atlanta um uh she is touring with a one woman show tell me the title again it's called straight for pay straight for pay so we <laughs> we're already in on the ground floor we're already 100 percent invested just with the title you know what i'm saying so that's right <laughs> uh, she is touring the world literally so um congratulations for that your Thank accolades you. read i mean i'm i read through your bio and i was like why does she want to do my podcast you know <laughs> <laughs> um but uh so kara in in the uh, in mm-hmm. you know in the in the vein of straightness, we just yes. cut right to the chase. We just yes. get straight to it, if you want to use the terminology, right? Straight yes. to the point, as right. they say. Uh, how do you identify? I would identify as a lesbian, um, but I also would identify as queer and gay. I feel all those three terms feel feel good for me. Fair, yeah. fair. Yeah. Um, are you like a capital L lesbian? Are you like a lowercase double L? I mean, um, I'm a, I would say like, I'm totally fully a lesbian, feel comfortable identifying with that, but I just feel like the terms queer and gay also resonate. Yeah. And um, I just want it all like, like I use said, queer a lot. So I don't have to say LGBT, right. QIA plus plus whatever, <laughs> like they keep changing it and they don't ask us. I know about they don't I'm tell like, us oh, either. Yeah. And then we look ignorant. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I was always like LGBT. The reason we went with that, I thought was because it was shorter than the gay slur obviously right right now right. now we have more letters in the gay slur now i'm like okay what are we doing here what are, who's this helping but um i know and then one of the um one of the cues apparently is for questioning okay and, uh, i don't know about your sex sexuality but i don't mm. take any questions in my no. <laughs> there's no q, there's no q a section uh but anyways okay well you identify as a lesbian uh, yes. 10 years ago i would have said how brave of you but right. now that's just so common. You're just a cheap, common lesbian. But uh, that's right, and, and that a, is also how I would identify. Yeah, so, I'm just a, a, a wet old gay. Is how I, <laughs> um, wet ass gay, W A G. But uh, so you are lesbian. Uh, yes. Professional. Uh, professional. I am. I'm legally lesbian. and professionally a lesbian. Awesome. Yes. Um, where did you Where did you grow up? I don't know if I saw your origin and your. Um, I grew up in like a suburb outside of Chicago. Chicago, okay. Mm-hmm. Um, and what what in terms of like when you knew what a lesbian was or gay was? Yeah, so you might like so a lot of when I talk to queer people, sometimes they know there's something different about them, but they don't know yeah. what it is. You know what I'm saying? They're not right. sure of what right. the fine tuning or the point of it is. Um, yeah, I myself thought I was a genius when I was a child. It just turns out I'm gay. You know what I mean? I thought I was like special, like like smart. No, no, I was just <laughs> just cockless. That's all that was. So tell me when you knew. How- <laughs> I so I came out later. I didn't know until I was like in my mid twenties. Yeah. Um, and oh, wow. growing okay. up, yeah, and growing up, I um, 
I was always like identified by other people as a tomboy. And that okay. was kind of the thing. And I was like very sporty and all those things, but yeah. um, yeah. And I'm, I've even thought about this. I, I don't even remember like knowing and, or like knowing a gay person. I mean, I'm sure I did know them, but like having that as an explicit thought, I don't even, I don't even think it literally was until I was maybe over 10 for sure. I mean, yeah. it wasn't just something that was like around or talked about or encouraged at all. Yeah. So yeah. And I always think that's interesting that tomboy is a sort of like little way station for sexuality for women. Yes. Like yeah. what's the, what's the, what's, you know, like a, like a, like a, a, a Nancy boy, a sissy boy. That what, is would you, exactly. what would be the, like the male, acceptable male equivalent of right. a tomboy, right? With like a little boy. I mean, I think yeah. it was like sissy can, or yeah, wussy you, or stuff like that. Yeah. yeah. But you could be a tomboy because, and it not be a sexual thing. It's just a, right. you know, she, you know, oh, whatever. But when you're, when you're a gay man and you're, yeah. and you're a feminine, it's the jury's already in. Do you know what I'm saying? Yes. Like, yeah. Yeah. Totally. So, yeah. And because also, oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Go ahead. No, I was going to say, do you think that's sort of part of why Maybe yeah. it, it was, you were so late because you had that room to be right. sort of a masculine or sporty right. um, uh, 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 woman. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, no, I do. And I think I think it's also has to do with the fact that like when we see little boys and we see that we think that they're gay or we call them any of those words and then we equate obviously being feminine with being weak and so that's how we use it as an insult, right? So to call a boy girly is an insult because you don't want to be like a girl yeah, yeah um, is, but the, I think it's so, I don't know. I think it's strange, but I think that I internalized around me. Like I was aware from a young age hearing gay slurs and yeah. having them be used constantly just around. So you, even if you don't consciously know, you're still like soaking that up. And then, yeah. and I knew that the kids at my high school that were openly gay were being bullied. It's like, yeah. you don't want to be that person. And so even if like, you don't totally know. I think like, yeah, the, the waiting station's interesting because it is this way of like, okay, it's, it's okay under these terms. But then once you hit puberty, if you're still like that, then, you know, you're a dyke and we don't like it. Yeah. So. And do you, do you feel like that? So at, at being identified as a tomboy. Yeah. And that, cause that's something that people were calling you. That was, you were assigned My whole life. That. Yes. So 100%. were there times where, uh, do you, was that, do you, did you feel pressure to, to, to girl, to fem it up essentially. And right. if you did feel that pressure, do you feel like that was coming from more a male uh, perspective mm. or from a female perspective? Mm. Like were female peers, right. like, do you know what right. I'm where was, yeah, that, was there any external pressure to change your behavior? Yes. I think that, I think that the tomboy thing was, um, you know, it was a way of acknowledging that I was good at sports or that I liked sports. So it didn't necessarily have all the negative connotations, but there was definitely the pressure to try to femin up. And I think that it came more from women yeah. because I think that it's like moms and aunts were like, no, you're going to church. You're not going to wear that. Or you're yeah. going to a dance. You're going to wear this. And like, I remember like being put in my communion dress when we would go to a wedding or something like, yeah, I don't want, yeah. I wear baseball pants to school yeah. and now I'm going to like my cousin's wedding. And now they're putting my you communion in dress. Now they're putting you in full drag to go. Yeah. 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 It was that. And, yeah. and it's like, we don't care. That's, that's what we're comfortable with. So we, we feel uncomfortable if you're not dressed like this. It's just so weird. That it's a very strange. And I always, I always wondered if it was where the pressure comes from. And right. you said something that I think is interesting is that, that you're, 
calling you a tomboy was a way to acknowledge that you're good at sports. Right. And we value people yeah. being good at sports. Yes. That's a thing that men like. Yeah. Appreciate right. Respect. Right. So could you imagine like if gay, fem- effeminate gay boys were really good at sports? Right. How would they be lifted up in a different, you know? Yeah. <laughs> like, it, it's just so it's so twisted when you really get into that and when you kind of unpack those layers and it's just, it's so weird and gross, all the stuff that we project onto little kids and like, Oh yeah. Well, little it's weird. Like why are we pressing these? Yeah. All we do is sort of reinforce gender. Like we're, we're, we're just reteaching gender roles over and over and over again to children. Like, and just and we worst. didn't like it, but then people keep doing it. And like, even with like little, little kids, oh, is that your boyfriend? Or like the little babies wearing shirts that are like, you know, mommy's little player. And I'm like, that is gross. That's gross. Yeah. Let's be really clear. That's actually the gross thing. Not a family accepting their child how they are, but yeah. it's like, why are you talking about your four-year-old being like a stud? It's weird. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> well, and right now there's a whole conversation about keeping your children away from drag queens because they're yes. trying to sexualize, oh, I know. you know, and uh, I know a lot of queens in Atlanta, mm-hmm. uh, one Brent star who regularly does the children's story time. Yeah. Yes. And you, if you saw his nighttime act, yeah, you'd be like, Whoa, right. don't. but his whole joke is he's a drag queen, stand-up comedian, and he does kids parties because he literally dresses yeah. up like Spider-Man. And, oh, and, uh, and I think that's so interesting because it's like, they think that we're doing that. But what you're right. pointing out is, is that the, the straight people are constantly heteronormatively sexualizing yes. children and it's okay. Yes. It's like the, it's like an uh, acceptable, it's like, you know, Oh, his first crush at four years old. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's so, yeah. And the drag shows and all of that stuff. It's just like, what are you even talking about? And what are you so scared of? And you're the ones that are sexualizing it. It's yeah. actually not sexual because the kids that are going are having a blast and yeah. the families are, you know, so it's, it's people projecting all their own insecurities onto it. And it's, it's yeah. kind of sad. I mean, it's, it's really sad. It's very strange. Uh, very even strange. when I was a kid, it was sort of that way. Yeah. Um, my parents weren't, my mom's from Chile. So it's a little different okay. just in terms of what the social norms would be, but right. they were always correcting my behavior. My, I, uh-huh. my, I waved my hands around a lot as a kid, uh-huh. I guess, like I talked and it was like too much for them. They're just, yeah. I'd start getting excited and they'd be like, all right now, calm down, you know? Yeah. Uh, that sucks. So tell me about, uh, your, uh, first, like when you were like, Oh, okay. I'm mm-hmm. attracted to women. Mm-hmm. And, and, and that might've been before you identified as a lesbian, but uh, yeah. like yeah. The, the first, you don't have to get into the names mm-hmm. or anything if you don't want to, but just yeah. like the time frame, how right. you knew it was a different type of feeling than, than a normal like friendship and right. that kind of thing. Yeah. I think that I, I think that I've thought about it a lot and it's, it's all now hindsight is 2020 and I can kind of look back and pick out these moments. And I definitely remember being in high school and having a huge crush on this girl that uh, was a senior on the basketball team when I was a freshman. And I remember I wasn't even close to her at all. And I remember when she graduated, I was crying and I wrote her a letter, like telling her like, good luck at college. I don't, (laughs) I'm sorry. I literally wrote her a letter telling her good luck at college. You're so amazing. Like they're so lucky to have you and no conscious awareness that I had a huge crush on her. And like, also same thing, captain of the volleyball team. And I was like, so beautiful. They're so cool. They're so amazing. And that was definitely what was happening. Like this, 
and I've talked about this with like my queer female friends and like, I mean, maybe you have similar experiences where it gets twisted up of like, do I just really admire this person or do I want to, yeah, yeah. you know, I was and, just thinking about like, is it yeah, an aspirational thing totally. or is it more, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, had, had that person shown you any interest back, how would that no, have affected you? No, no. Not, how, would that have, how would that have affected you if she'd walked up to you and been like, hey, I noticed you and da, da, da. Yeah, oh my God, like, thank you. Very, thank you very much for noticing. Like, I would have probably peed in my pants. Like, I thought they were the coolest person, just yeah. so swaggy, walking out, you know, wearing their Letterman, like, yeah. <laughs> wearing That's their Letterman, truly no clue, no awareness. And I'm just like, yeah, I'm sure all, aren't you guys writing letters to all the girl seniors that right? graduate? They're like, no, we're not. <laughs> That's amazing. In a in the in the vein of toxic masculinity, my response oh. to that would have been to be mean to that person. If I had a oh, crush on them, yes. like, yeah, be a boy and just be yes. mean to them. Um, totally. Yeah. So all the guys that I thought were cute, I bullied in high school. So oh, and I was, yeah, I was terrified of the girls who were openly out. I was scared of them. And I was, yeah, same thing. It's all because yeah. that internalized homophobia runs deep. We're taught it. We're just drenched in it. Yeah. And then, yeah. So you're taught to just hate yourself before you so even know yourself. Have you had any inter interactions with somebody who was out in mm -hmm. high school or college when you were in mm -hmm. and now you're out and yes. you're not only out, you're out as a performer. Yes. You know what I'm saying? Have you had any yes. of that? What could you describe it any? It's or, been amazing. So yeah. when I, <laughs> I love it. I love getting a message like that. Um, and when I did my show in Chicago, there was a group of eight girls that went to my all girls Catholic high school with me. And there were eight girls who all of us, except for maybe there was one who was not in the closet. The other seven, all of us were in the closet. And all, so all the gay Catholic girls came to my show and we like took a picture <laughs> together and uh, we were all like, we all felt, I was so excited to see them, but I also felt like this heaviness. Cause I felt like, wow, it really sucks. Cause if we would have all known and been able to share that with each other, these were people that we were friends, you know, yeah. we sat and had lunch together every yeah. day for four years. No idea that both of us, you know, had these internal struggles happening and we could have had each other and supported each other, Absolutely. but we were all too terrified. Yeah. The so robbed you of that shared experience. A hundred percent. It's the most dramatic way to say it, but it, it is. It's like, a, but it's true. Yeah. 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 And, and so I, them coming was so funny. And like we talked great. about, there was a nun at our school who you're going to love this. This is actually true. There was a nun at our school who was like one of the young nuns and she was literally our softball coach. Yeah. And I found out at the show that she has since left the church, left the nunnery and is a full-blown lesbian and living in Indiana. <laughs> oh, I love it. I love oh it. God. I just love the term young nuns too. Like, yeah. You know so what I mean? weird. What you know, a weird them, choice. So young nuns. Well, <laughs> <laughs> if you don't want to address it, it uh, hmm. the church is a good place to hide out. I think you know what I'm saying. One hundred percent, Catholic Church for sure. Like the, oh, the vow, specifically the vow of cel enough. celibacy can really you know right. Um, right. Wow, that's so interesting. Um, mm -hmm. Okay, so uh, now I get nosy and I got to know about Go your relationship it. status. Yep. Okay, tell me about are you, what's going on with that. Are you? I have a girlfriend. Yeah. Yes, I'm very much in love. LOML oh. vibes. Uh, my Gen Z girlfriend. Um, <laughs> okay. <laughs> Yeah. How long y'all been together? Almost a year. Okay. Uh, yeah. So, um, yeah, it's wonderful. She's very much gay as well. That'd be weird if she wasn't. <laughs> I love my girlfriend and she does not love me back. She's completely straight. It's really uh. hard. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, everybody loves a project, right? Um, totally. <laughs> okay. And uh, um, you guys have been so together for a year. Mm -hmm. And then so before that, what's the longest relationship you've had? 
Um, the longest relationship before that was for six years with my ex-husband. Okay. Okay. <laughs> and, um, was the, obviously he knows he you're gay <laughs> and, uh, but was that the, was it like, I'm gay or let's divorce or did you divorce? Uh, yes, or? it was. Yeah. yeah well, yeah. it was worse than that. It was, I'm gay and I want to be a comedian. Yeah. Oh. So that was a, really a one, two punch and wow. not a lot of people can really sustain that. <laughs> no, I, I came out to my parents as gay. And then 20 years later, came out as a comedian or yeah so that's about what that's was about. harder yeah what was harder uh, than to take <laughs> i think the comedian my mom's like from chile and comes from, uh -huh. from a, like a wealthy kind of background yeah and so just the idea that i would get on stage and talking to a microphone is so common and vulgar to her right um, and, right. Then and then talk about being gay on top of it she's just right like, can't, like jesus yeah but she's come and see me and I, and I know she turns her hearing it off like that's her <laughs> So she'll sit and nod and smile and watch it and be like, oh, yeah, yeah. And she'll that's acknowledge. Nice. That's, that's nice, yeah. though. You know, I, you found a way to meet Common Ground. She's like, I'm going to support my son, but I do not want to hear what you're saying. I mean, if I had an option to mute her when she was speaking to me, I would take it. You know what I'm saying? So I'm not going to pretend like I wouldn't. <laughs> <laughs> we don't have that privilege. Now, do yeah. we? We can't just mute people from talking. So so, so you went from basically closeted yeah. to, to some degree. Yes. To being gay on mm -hmm. stage and very out yeah exactly yeah. and how do you feel like and <clears throat> how long have you been out by the way um now it's been uh like five years okay yeah do you notice your views of what it means to be queer and gay to be a little different five yes. years in absolutely and do you think that maybe there were times when you first came out Mm -hmm. that you now think of things that you said or did and go mm. totally you know, yeah okay and yeah can you talk a little bit about that because I'm always curious because as somebody who's been out for 30 years yeah it's really hard for me to remember mm -hmm. and access exactly what it was like when I first came out right but occasionally I'll see a comedian on stage uh -huh. and <clears throat> sometimes their beginning act is a little reductive because it's right. they're just feeling their way through it so talk a little bit right. about that process for you about coming yeah. out and 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 finding your voice not only as a comedian but also as a queer person in a yeah I think society. that um when I first came out and like once I finally figured it out it kind of took so long and then I was really like all in and all consuming and like immediately got a long-term girlfriend who had only ever been with women and immediate and went to every single queer event and everything I could and like was trying to read and watch everything and consume everything and it's kind of sad because I remember when I was straight, I thought that I was really progressive and I thought that I was really an ally and I actually knew nothing and really never was thinking about queer people and wasn't actually had no idea what their life and experiences were like. And I think that's still the part that's kind of shocking. And so I feel like when I even now like talk to my straight friends and I can kind of cross that bridge and be like, oh, I remember yeah, thinking like, oh, what's wrong with that? Or not thinking that's a big deal. And, and it just, th that's why I try to emphasize to them, you know, now that I've crossed over, like, if you can, and you have all this privilege, like you need to be loud about it. You need to be loud about what's happening is not okay. And like, we need you to speak up about it. Um, and I was definitely cringe. I mean, I immediately got an undercut the first couple of months I was like cutting design. I can't, I was cutting designs into the back. The undercut started at the nape and then it just kept crawling up, crawling up. And then like, eventually just half of my head was gone. Um, I'm, but honestly, I'm still cringe like that because I want to, 
I mean, I want to flag for queer people. And like, that's one of the reasons that I love pride because I feel a little bit more like if I know someone's gay, I could just be like happy pride, you know? And like, there's kind of this unspoken thing, but, um, yeah, I think like I embraced it and came into it really hard and I don't really like regret that. And maybe to some people it's like, Oh, well, is this the whole part of this is your only identity now, or this is the only, and it's like, no, but it's the most important thing. And I need to be loud about it because the voices of people that hate us are really loud and really powerful. And so I'm in a position where I'm surrounded by people who support me and I am, uh, in like, I'm so comfortable with myself. So I feel like I have to be extra loud for the people who can't, for the people who are sitting in high school right now. And their teachers are like, don't say gay or are sitting in, why do all these people hate me? And I have this inkling about myself. So I'm going to shove it down for 20 years. So if I'm loud about it, maybe they'll be like, oh, that's okay. Like that person's cool. And I can get out of this. Like I'll grow up and I can move away from this toxic bullshit. And so, yeah. Um, awesome. I'm still learning stuff all the time and I'm still, well, yeah. And there's no right way to be gay in my opinion yeah. or queer or however you want to identify. Right. Um, right. But when you first start, it's like, it, it can almost be overwhelming. Cause it's like, it is overwhelming. It, it, it's an absence that you didn't know was there in your own life. Like your yeah. shared history, our story. Yes. And uh, you'll never know all of it. You no. Know, you know what I mean? Like you can spend every minute of the rest of your yeah. life and you'll only know what's been documented. You'll only know what's been told. Well, that's there's the been thing. so many stories right. of queer people through history right. that we'll just never know because they were never right. able to be out and identify. They couldn't tell history. anyone. Yeah. And it's been erased and it wasn't safe for them. And yeah. and yeah, I think like, again, there is a, there's still, I'm, I still feel like uh, I try to focus on the joy and I have so much joy about it, but there definitely is a morning. And when I yeah. learn about things and when I learn about people in my life who I knew and, and think about even, yeah, people that are 10 years old or 20 years old and all the shit that they went through. And that's, again, it just like emboldens me to be even louder and bigger. And it's like, they were going up against way harder shit than we are. And so now when I see all this stuff and they're attacking trans kids and stuff, and I'm like, oh, I have a big fucking mouth and I'm going to use it because yeah. this is, this is crap. Do you think uh, that I, I think this just because of how long I've been out that, yeah. that sometimes in a way it's almost harder now because mm -hmm. back then, if you wanted to hide, you could, mm -hmm. you, you know, but now people are so keyed in to know what gay is, to know what trans right. is, to know what lesbian is, to know what gender non-binary is, right. that they're looking for it. Yeah, so like those kids in high school that to protect themselves, yeah, probably wanted to stay in the closet yes. are going to have a harder time. Yeah, because now we're like so now straight people have gaydar basically. Yes, sense, yeah, you know what I'm saying, and, and so, it sucks because they're on because then they're not as safe. Yeah, yeah, totally. because then you don't come out when you want to come out. You're right out on somebody else's clock, basically, which and, really sucks. Yeah. And especially right. if someone's outing you, they're not doing that because they're like, we love you. Come on out. They're doing yeah. it to try to. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, well, on that somber note, we're gonna switch again. <laughs> I, I don't, I don't, I don't. Well, it's like it's you know it's uh it's somber, but it's like it just it needs to be said and you know at the same time. So, oh, absolutely, absolutely. Yeah, I mean it yeah. in the sense that like we're keeping this short. So we're yeah. Like if this was like a a, a normal person's podcast, we would talk about right. that. What we just talked about for 45 minutes. I, yeah, I exactly. have the attention span of a gnat. So we're going to As do I. So okay. good. So <laughs> now we're going to pivot into what most people who listen to this podcast enjoy more than anything else, <laughs> which is me just listing stuff and you tell me whether it's gay or straight. But first, I'm going to ask you to tell me okay. the, the um, I, I have some questions about straight people. Okay. Let's do our best to figure out what's going on with that. Okay. Let's first try. of all, <laughs> name a straight brand of clothing. 
Oh. So if you imagine uh, a fully dressed heterosexual, what are they wearing <laughs> this season? Oh my God. I mean, I'm, my brain is being flooded. Are straight people still wearing like Abercrombie and Aeropostale? <laughs> Probably. <laughs> like I mean, in, in Indiana, certainly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think that they're still wearing, um, they're still, I don't even know what brand it was, but I saw a guy at the airport wearing the ugliest little slip-on sandals I'd ever seen. And they looked, they looked honestly like little like Dyke Tevas, but it said the brand was literally dude. It said dude, dude, brand sandals. dude on the shoes. I was like, okay, so well, yeah. Like, like D-O-O-D? D-U-D-E, literally no shame. And like all three of them had it on and like, oh, wow. It was- What if you were, you just met the dude brand ambassadors right there. That's crazy. Okay. Uh, what's the straightest genre of music? Ooh, um, straightest genre of music. I'm going to say, I mean, I'm probably going to say country. Fair enough. Yeah. Modern country for sure. Yeah. Um, uh, okay. What is the, what is the least straight sport? <laughs> um, fencing. Okay. That's pretty good. That's just called fraud, fraudaging if it's just dicks. If you just do dicks, it's fraudaging. <laughs> Um, why do straight men love cargo shorts so much? I think that straight men are terrified to have any bag that might look or be perceived as a purse, but yeah. they have a lot of gear on them like lesbians. So they yeah. just need a lot of pockets. Wow. Yeah. I also think that the cargo shorts are like the, you can't have a four inch inseam and a cargo pocket, right? <laughs> no, like, you the straight men that are terrified of their own thighs. Right. Um, right. We're, we're moving to a four inch inseam, which is like where I grew up. In uh-huh. the 80s, we were doing the four-inch inseam. And I think mm-hmm. that what people don't think about with the four-inch inseam, sure, men's thighs, let's free them or whatever. Right. But balls stink during the yeah. summertime. So, like, yeah. swamp ass is a huge problem in the Atlanta area. Yes. So yes. that that extra few inches of inseam really do guard us from a lot of, like, right. just taint-ass smell. Yes. So yes. I'm an advocate for a, for a seven-inch or beyond. <laughs> <laughs> or you need to take four showers a day. You know right. I mean? And a lot like, of baby powder. Something. Yeah. 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 Some yeah. talc, something. Okay. <laughs> um, why do straight men draw dicks on everything? Straight men draw dicks on everything because straight men, if they could, would love to fuck their friends. And all they think about is dicks. So it's actually, you know, they're obsessed with dicks. So is there, a, is lesbi- is there a lesbian parallel? Do they do lesbians draw pussies on everything? No, lesbians. I mean, we're just I mean, so Georgia O'Keefe, but other than that. <laughs> beyond that i don't think so i don't think so you know what now that makes me want to start it i'm gonna i think i'm just gonna become a street artist and start I mean, it'd be hilarious right okay um <laughs> el pusso el strikes again that's right um why do straight men piss in gay raid bottles <sighs> that's so disgusting i mean i have to i think it's because they lack self-awareness and because they just piss everywhere and take up as much space as they want and they just chugged a Gatorade after playing a flag football game and slapping the asses of their straight friends all day. So now they're going to take a piss and put their dick in it. I don't even know. Right. I like it. <laughs> um, uh, you said about men taking up as much space as possible. Mm-hmm. Uh, we all know that the, the phenomenon man spreading. Yes. Where they, they sit with their legs apart like that. Right. Do you think that the, in the gay community, the fans, mm-hmm. you know, they clap the fans and then they fan around and do all that shit. That's like that's like gay man spreading, right? That's like it totally like is, but the legs space. are crossed. 
but the legs are crossed. Sure, sure, sure. But they're taking up a lot of, you know what I mean? They are. Oh, I love when a gay man takes out his fan, I get rock hard. (laughs) I love it. Every time I see it, it's always a straight, like a straight person who's like adjacent to the community and they'll get their fan out. I'm like, oh, we're not still doing that. (laughs) I I turn into the dowager countess. I'm like, no, 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 no. That couldn't possibly. Okay, so <laughs> we're going over we're going over time, but that's okay. okay. I guess this podcast is now a thirty minute or longer podcast. Okay, but uh, so now I'm just going to list some stuff, and you say okay. gay, gay or straight, perfect. You can buy, you can throw in a non-bond okay. if you want to do it. Okay, paintball, gay. Okay, laser tag. Uh, straight. Okay, see to me, laser tag sounds gayer, but is but when you think about it, it is straight. Yeah. yeah. Like laser tag would be the great name of like a fur drag queen. You know what I mean? Like, oh. Right, right. But paintball okay. is like, ow, I'm, I got hit with a ball. Shoot me in the butt again. Yeah. Okay. Uh, football. I don't know why I say it like that, but fo- fo- football. Um, I'm going to say lesbian. Okay. <laughs> Flag football. Straight. Okay. Um, softball. Gay. Fast pit softball. Even gayer. <laughs> <laughs> I said that underhand wind up. Literally, oh. are you kidding me? Okay. Those fucking butch girls whipping right. that ball. <laughs> oh, the first time I ever saw fast foot softball, I was like, why am I not high? I need to be oh high. My right God. I was like, this is the best thing I've ever seen. Okay, roller skating. Ooh, gay. Roller blading. Also gay. Okay. <laughs> you're rolling, you're gay. You're gay. Okay. Um, bucket hats. Ooh, lesbian. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, tiny top hats. <laughs> okay. Okay. You know what's interesting is that when I started this podcast like three or four years ago, yeah. bucket hats were always straight. Right. But gay people have reclaimed bucket hats. They have. Thank yeah. you. Gen Z loves a bucket hat moment. Oh, okay. yes. Okay. Uh, lemonade, the beverage, not the Beyonce album. Oh, okay. Thank you for the distinction. <laughs> lemonade, the beverage, I'm going to say gay. Okay. Mike's mm-hmm. hard lemonade. Very incredibly straight. Right? But it's yes. Mike's hard in the front. So you would think, I know, but they don't I know. know. I know. They're not I, thinking about it. <laughs> yeah. See, you get this game. Okay, yeah. buffets. <laughs> I love it. Um, I'm going to say straight. I just love that we're assigning that value to buffets. <laughs> Tableside guacamole. Ooh, gay. A performance. Right? A performance <laughs> <with> the meal. <laughs> I think that that was, it's a gay person made that for straight people. Yeah. Like there was a gay waiter who was like, get a, what, wait till they get a lot of this. Yeah. <laughs> okay. French toast. Um, gay. I mean, pan perdu, dipping in egg. It's a lot. Okay. Uh, champagne toast. Mm, like the- very straight. Very okay. straight. Yeah. Um, cowboy boots. Ooh, gay. Okay. Uh, mm. scrunchy boots, like a sabago, like with a soft. Oh, like very, very straight. Okay. Very straight. Yeah. Um, poodles. Ooh. I mean, I think that poodles are gay, but I think that poodle owners are straight. Interesting. I like yeah. that. Um, French bulldogs. <laughs> French bulldogs are, are lesbians. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. um, high ponies. Not a, like, a, like a high pony. High pony on a girl, straight. High pony on a boy, also straight. <laughs> okay. Um, mountain climbing. Ooh, gay. Social climbing. <laughs> Straight. <laughs> um, okay, I only have a couple more. Um, uh, crepes. Oh, I, I mean, gay. French. Anything French is gay. Okay. Silver yeah. dollar pancakes. 
very straight. <laughs> uh, biscuits. Okay. <laughs> Beignets. Lesbian. Okay. And that yeah. is the final. Okay. You did it. Okay. So I have wow. one final question. Uh huh. And this is a, uh, um, you're at a wedding. Okay. Uh, it's a, uh, in a, it's in a barn. It's one of those weddings where it took place in a barn. Of You're at the reception. It's a dry reception. Jesus they Christ. have uh, cupcakes instead of a cake. Mm-hmm. But everyone can have a different kind. They got red velvet. They got chocolate. Uh-huh. They got somewhere. Um, okay. Uh, and uh, you're drinking your whatever beverage out of mm-hmm. a mason jar mm-hmm. with the name of the couple written on it in like gold um, mm-hmm. uh, uh, um, uh, Sharpie. Okay. Mm-hmm. And then uh, music starts and it is time for the father of the bride, bride dance, the father daughter dance. <laughs> they go out and they, they touch and they, they embrace. And what song is playing? Oh God, they touch. I know it's always so much repressed sexual tension. Play. <laughs> I don't even know. <laughs> okay. Why is it? I don't know the song, but I know that the first lyric is always like, my little baby girl. Do you know that one? <laughs> I've... Sing a little bit more, though. I think I might, I might okay. get that. Yeah. My little baby girl. She is my whole wide world. Have you? I've heard that at two. <laughs> is that a Garth Brooks song? I don't even know. I don't know. I, that whole thing is just to get people to sing, honestly. But that was my little baby that was so girl. Hard I fell for it. She's my it was, whole wide world. I wish she was good. my wife, but she is married. <laughs> like it's really a lot. That was pretty damn good. Oh wow. Okay, Kara. First of all, thank you for for being on thank the show and sharing about your experience and playing along with my dumb games. <laughs> um, tell our lovely listeners where they can find you online mm. and promote anything you'd like in this moment. Okay, great. Um, you can find me online on Instagram, uh, Kara Cons Comedy. That is where I'm the most active. Uh, and I'm on TikTok, but I only have like a hundred followers, um, because Gen Z keeps me humble and I appreciate that. So I would go to Instagram for sure. And, uh, I'm on tour right now. I'm going, I'm in Atlanta tonight and then I'm going all through the South and then I'm going to Europe and yeah. So, uh, follow along. I'll be all over making my gay little way through the world and my stand-up hour. <laughs> awesome. So yeah. thank you so much. Uh, thank you for listening to straight people. Uh, uh, as always. This is a time where I beg you to go do a review on iTunes because that matters for some reason. I don't go do know a review. Well, I mean, I don't, I don't get why that matters, but it yeah. matters. Yeah. Um, and then you can follow me on all the platforms at a bear comedian. Um, I actually have some followers on TikTok, but I think I've just been shadow banned. So <laughs> great. You know, just in time for pride. Perfect. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, follow us on straight people and uh, have a great life uh, or a great, a great time till the next time we see you. Uh, Thanks so much. Bye. Oh my God. That was so fun.